it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Yeah, you're making me a boy right can even take my daughter for a walk. See him by the corner store. What about love? What about trust? I'd rather be your B-I-T-C-H. What's up, guys? I'm Jordan Rowling, host and producer of Billboard News. And I'm Gary Trust, Billboard Senior Director of Charts. And you're listening to This Week in Billboard News. Let's dive on in. Take my daughter for a walk. See him by the corner store. I feel like I'm calling it off. Enough is enough. I'm calling it off. Jay-Z has set the record straight about whether or not he and Beyonce were trying to make a statement at the Super Bowl. Yep. For those who don't know, one of hip-hop's favorite couples received a ton of backlash for not standing during Demi Lovato's performance of the National Anthem. People thought maybe it was a political statement and that J and B were standing in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. But while speaking on a panel at Columbia University, Jay said it actually wasn't a statement at all. Yeah, he said when the show started, he went into, quote, artist mode and was focused on things like, did our mic start? Was it too low to start? Too many speakers on the floor? He also said Beyonce was explaining to him the nerves Demi was probably feeling since she performed the national anthem at the Super Bowl back in 2004 when the Patriots won Jordan. Most importantly, have I mentioned I'm from Boston? No, you haven't. Uh, Jay-Z also said he never would have pulled a protest stunt in the presence of his and Beyonce's daughter, Blue Ivy, who was seated next to them, saying, quote, We wouldn't do that to Blue and put her in that position. If we told her we were going to do something like that, you would have seen her tapping me a hundred times. She's the kid that gets in the car and closes the door and says, We there yet, Daddy? So she would say, What time are we doing it? Jay-Z later pointed out the diverse array of talent he helped assemble for the big game, including Jennifer Lopez, Shakira, and other Latin music superstars saying, we were making the biggest, loudest protest of all. Given the context, I didn't have to make a silent protest. Yep. Also, another buzzworthy moment from the night happened during Shakira's performance alongside J-Lo. At one point, the Hips Don't Lie singer looked straight into the camera, stuck out her tongue, and let out a high-pitched cry. Of course, the internet exploded with theories on what exactly Shakira was doing, but it was actually a nod to her Lebanese culture. As explained by the Washington Post, to those familiar with Middle Eastern culture, the sound was akin to a traditional Arabic expression of joy and celebration called azakruta. All right, for more on the story, head to billboard.com. No surprise here, BTS makes history on our social 50 chart. The K-pop kings have now spent the most time at number one ever on the chart, which is 164 weeks. They first hit number one in October of 2016 and have led every single week since July 2017. So basically, they've been number one every week for the last two and a half years nonstop. Gary, who used to hold the record? Yeah, it was none other than who else? Uh, Probably won't be a surprise. Justin Bieber, he spent 163 weeks at number one, and he held the record until this week since March 2011, so almost a decade of holding this record by himself. How did BTS achieve this new honor? How are they now number one all time? Let's dig in deeper with Billboard's social chart manager, Kevin Rutherford. Kevin, welcome. Hi, thanks a lot for having me. All right, so how did BTS do it? Well, 
look, if you've been on the internet, I think at all over the last like two, three years, <laughs> you've heard about BTS. It's just, they're everywhere. They're everywhere more and more every year. You know, if you look at someplace like Twitter, you know, and you're around like US trends, let's say, it's not weird to look over there and see something like a trending topic that's based on BTS. I mean, they're just huge on social media and that's because of their fans. The army. Yeah, the, the army, Absolutely. that's right. Absolutely. Really, the competition just has not been there over the last couple of years. Let's put it this way. It's not just that they've led it for the last two and a half years. They've pretty much decimated the competition. There's <laughs> really, it's not even been a close race for m about 95% of the time. <laughs> so they passed Bieber for the record. Will it be a battle between them? I know you just said that they've been uh, pretty much, it's been all mm -hmm. to themselves. They've had uh, that number one spot, but they have a new album coming out. Bieber has a new album coming out. Does that right. mean that the competition now gets tighter? You know, I don't think so um, <laughs> because you just look again, I just like look at these numbers every week and I see them so high up versus everybody else. It's kind of, it doesn't feel like much of a race, but there is always a possibility if Bieber has a very big week on social media. Having done this, uh, having checked this chart for a couple years now, I would love to see a race. You know, it would be kind of fun to be able to say someone is number one again. That's not to discredit the fact that BTS has 164 weeks in number one, which I think is really cool. So I'm not saying that like I'm, I'm bored of it and I want another, you know, someone else to be number one now. But at the same time, it would be kind of nice to have a race for once. But something that I was thinking about last night that I want to mention, I think helps BTS in this regard that I think a lot of people maybe think about but don't think about is in terms of boy bands, BTS, at least in America, on the American social media or like, you know, international social media, it's just BTS. The individual members don't have accounts. Right. So if you are a BTS fan, you have to go literally to this account. Right. Smart. Yeah. Smart order. business move. Yeah, well, I think that's part of why they're so big is because it's not fragmented. You know, if you are sharing BTS posts or that sort of thing, you're going to these accounts rather than going to just RM's account, let's say, or something like that. So I think that's a big that's a big part of it. That's a great point. Uh, so we've been talking BTS. We've been talking Bieber. Mm -hmm. It's the social 50. It's not the social two. Who um, else could possibly be number one? Well, I think... Obviously, you can never count out Bieber because of his uh, success before. He's had a comeback too, right? You know, he, he sure he has. Seems to be back from his little hiatus. Absolutely, and he's—I feel like he's been tweeting more, he's been posting more on other social media. You know, he had a bit of a, of a break there for a while, and it was actually kind of during that break, I think. Actually, it might have been when he deleted his accounts right. for a while there that BTS kind of swooped in. And then, you know, it was kind of the changing of the guard. But now that he's back and now that he's promoting a new album, it's, it's very possible that he could have a really big week. Once again, I, I just want to be clear here. You're looking at something like with BTS last week, they had 17.1 million mentions on Twitter alone in a, in a, in a seven day period. So this is what you're going against. <laughs> so you have to understand that it really may just end up being a race for number two. You have to kind of, you have to compete with that. And that's a lot to compete with. So we'll see. All right. Thanks so much, Kevin. Thank I you, think. Kevin. Thanks for having me. Also, we're still a few weeks away from the guys dropping their next album, but we're already getting a lot of new BTS to get us ready for it. This time it's led by J-Hope and his solo track, Outro Ego, which arrived with a music video. The visuals have a lot of nods to other BTS content, and J-Hope uses the lyrics to look back on his career and the whole group's journey up to this point. As of June 2020, the band will have been together for seven years. Yeah, so their new album is called Map of the Soul 7, and it drops February 21st on the Red carpet at this year's Grammy Awards, we caught up with BTS and they told us what's in store for them this year. 2020's newest, uh, maybe the main goal would be, of course, our our new album. 
we've been practicing, been shooting videos, and um, and of course the tour. United States tour, Europe, Asia, everywhere. And if it is more collaborations that you want from the guys, they've got that covered too. Actually, we did we did one with Lauf, and mm -hmm. it's going to be releasing in in March, and it's really great. I've heard it, and it's really great. The new J-Hope single is the third song we've already gotten off of that upcoming album, following another solo effort and one from the group. First came Suga's solo track, Interlude Shadow, released in the U.S. January 9th. Then the first official single, Black Swan, featuring all seven members, arrived on January 17th. So with all those new songs, we'll see if Map of the Soul 7 becomes BTS's fourth number one album on the Billboard 200. Gary, I've got a feeling with the army behind them, it's looking pretty good. <laughs> well, to keep up with everything BTS, as always, keep it locked on Billboard.com. Yeah, you got that yummy, 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 yummy. As Justin Bieber reflects on his past and where he is now, he's opening up about his past battles with drugs. On the fifth part of his season's YouTube series, The Dark Season, Justin says, There was a time where I was sipping lean, I was popping pills, I was doing molly, um, you know, shrooms, everything. And it was just an escape for me. But my experience was in front of cameras and I had a different level of exposure and people and like, I had a lot of money and a lot of things. Wow, Gary, I had no idea. He also went on to say this. Bro, I was like dying. My security and stuff were coming into the room at night to check my pulse. Like people don't know how serious it got. I started valuing the wrong things in this business because there was things dangling in front of me. If I get this, I'll be happy. If I do this, I'll be happy. The truth is, is I never had the, the tools my parents never gave me those tools to be a good team player. He's being really honest, Jordan. He really is, and I think with this comeback, that's kind of his focus, is to be transparent. All right, in addition to the YouTube series, Justin's writing his new album, Changes. It's due Valentine's Day, and we'll see if it becomes his seventh number one on the Billboard 200. You can catch Justin's series on YouTube and get more on the story at Billboard.com. On Wednesday, Donald Trump won impeachment acquittal, ending the third presidential trial in American history. The Senate voted 52-48, favoring acquittal on the first article of impeachment for abuse of power, and 53-47 in favor of acquittal on the second, obstruction of Congress. And since the result, a number of celebrities have taken to social media to voice their thoughts and concerns. Yep. In particular, many have expressed support for Utah Senator Mitt Romney, who put principle over party and cast the lone Republican vote to remove Trump from office, making him the only senator in history to vote to remove the president of his own party. Gary, you know, I'm from Utah, so whew, that was intense. On Twitter, John Legend wrote, good for Mitt Romney. And Ben Midler joked, run, Mitt, run, before later tweeting, Trump's learned nothing from the experience of being impeached. He will continue his criminal ways and then double down, knowing he's gotten away with it once again. And Pink praised Romney, saying, my dad always told me, honey, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And sometimes you may have to stand alone on that mountain. Are you brave enough to do that? And I said, yes, daddy, sir, I am. And Lauren Haregi wrote, today's bogus acquittal 
of that man just further proves that this government system is broken and these laws we seek to uphold and defend are only applicable if you are not a rich white man. All today showed us is that you can lie, cheat, and con your way into power without consequence. Before continuing, actually, the system is not broken. I've misspoken. The system is functioning exactly as it was created to protect and coddle white men in power and special interests of corporate America. Stay awake and register to vote. For a full roundup of celebrity reactions, head to Billboard.com. Selena Gomez is joining the likes of Lady Gaga and Rihanna by launching a new beauty line. And the brand's name is a clear nod to her latest album, Rare, as well as the project's title track. In a new Instagram video announcing Rare Beauty, the pop star is seen trying on different products. Being rare is about being comfortable with yourself. I'm so nervous. I've stopped trying to be perfect. I just want to be me. Selena also says that rare beauty isn't about how other people see you, it's about how you see yourself. I want us all to stop comparing ourselves to each other and to start embracing our own uniqueness. Rare Beauty is aiming for a North American launch this summer exclusively at Sephora, and it looks like it'll have no problem finding customers. In less than 24 hours, the brand's Instagram page amassed more than 1 million followers. So Selena Gomez has her own beauty line. Jordan, I've had I've had one barber my entire life. That's my experience with beauty lines. <laughs> well, to stay caught up with Selena, plus all of your other favorite artists, keep it locked on Billboard.com. I feel like people should listen to my music because with every song, there's a message, and every message, there's a story that goes behind it. Could a new album from Khalid be on the way? It's looking very much like a yes. In a new financial statement released by Sony on Tuesday, the hip-hop star's name is listed under a section titled Selected Upcoming Releases Anticipated Over the Next Six Months. It's alongside just released projects, Treat Myself by Megan Trainer, High Road by Kesha, and Alicia Keys' upcoming seventh album, Alicia. While no specific release date is mentioned on the report, Khalid, who's signed to RCA Records, has already released three tracks over the past few months. First, Up All Night and Eleven. And then last week, we got a new collaboration with Disclosure titled Know Your Worth. Yeah, that song's already off to a really great start. Jordan at Radio should debut on our pop songs chart next week, maybe other charts. Wow. Well, any new project would serve as a follow-up to Khalid's 2019 sophomore album, Free Spirit, which earned the singer his first number one on the Billboard 200 and featured the Grammy-nominated single Talk, which led multiple Billboard song charts. Back in 2018, Billboard News host Chelsea Briggs caught up with the singer right before the release of Free Spirit, and he had this to say. I've just been working just so hard to just try to just make music that really emulates just what inside of me and I've really been taking risks so hopefully the risks pay off. I think it's safe to say those risks paid off on Free Spirit with how successful it was. For now we're only speculating on a new album but of course we'll keep you posted so keep it on Billboard.com Megan The Stallion is setting the record straight about her and G-Eazy. So if you missed it, on Sunday night, Meg and Young Gerald were cozied up in Miami and even seen sharing a cheek kiss in a since-deleted Instagram story. Then G-Eazy added more fuel to the dating rumors fire by reposting Meg's latest racy photo to his Instagram, along with several blue heart emojis. Well, according to our resident hot girl, it's nothing. On Tuesday, responding to all the buzz, Meg took to Twitter 
writing, LOL, all right, now y'all got all y'all jokes out, cry laughing emoji, but I am not effing G-E-Z. And when one fan asked, so why was he sucking the makeup off your right cheek like that, hottie? She said, he like Fenty, shrug emoji. Maybe we'll at least get a musical collaboration, if nothing else. Both rappers are coming off high-profile relationships. G-Eazy dated Halsey, and Megan broke things off with Moneybag Yo last year. We caught up with Meg last year at the AMAs, and she made it pretty clear who she's actually in a relationship with. My mixtapes were like my boyfriends, and we were just dating, but Sugar, my debut album, we married. Only time will tell. To stay caught up with Meg, G-Eazy, and all of your other favorite rappers, keep it locked on Billboard.com. Earlier this month, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle sent the United Kingdom into a frenzy when they announced their decision to, quote, step back as senior members of the royal family. Since then, they've been residing in Canada, and that's a place Madonna just doesn't think is it. Yep. On Tuesday, the music icon uploaded a video to her Instagram with a simple request for Archie's parents. Don't run off to Canada. It's so boring there. Of course, Madge has a solution. She then offers to sublet her apartment in the prestigious Central Park West neighborhood of New York City. Two-bedroom. It's got the best view of Manhattan. Incredible balcony. And as if that's not enticing enough, the Queen of Pop points out one more thing. Buckingham Palace has got nothing on CPW. Bunch of guys in woolly hats. (laughs) All right, to stay caught off on the entire story, keep it locked on Billboard.com. Looking at this week's top chart news beyond BTS's record on the Social 50, which we discussed earlier on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, Dua Lipa is back in the top 10 as Don't Start Now jumps from number 15 to number 9, becomes her second top 10 new rules, hit number 6 back in early 2018. So Billboard recently chatted with Dua, who told us that the vibe of Don't Start Now is pretty much what you can expect on her new album, Future Nostalgia, due April 3rd. I I feel like it, it properly describes everything that's to come with the next record. Um, it's got a, like a theme going through it. It's more disco orientated, 80s inspired. It's fun. It's honest lyrics, but not taking myself too seriously. I just want people when they hear it just to want to dance. Meanwhile, Roddy Rich's The Box spends a fourth week at number one on the Hot 100 as his debut LP, Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial, returns for a third week at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. As for the top album next week, well, we'll get to that in just a moment. First on the Pop Songs Radio Airplay chart, Maroon 5 ties a record as its latest hit, Memories, becomes its 11th number one that matches the mark previously set by both Katy Perry and Rihanna for the most in the chart's history. And the band also has the longest span of number ones since This Love first led back in 2004. So not only the most number ones for Maroon 5, but the most impressive longevity in reaching the top of the chart as well. Okay, how's this for a segue? Adam Levine is the lead singer of Maroon 5, and he appears on Lil Wayne's new album, Funeral. And that set should make its own news next week. It appears headed for a number one debut on the Billboard 200, 
with predictions we have so far pointing to a star likely over 115,000 equivalent album units in its first week. The album was released January 31st and follows the Cotter 5, which became Lil Wayne's fourth Billboard 200 number one back in 2018. Overall, he scored 11 top tens, dating to his chart start with The Block Is Hut, going way back to 1999 for that one. That's a classic. Meanwhile, along with releasing Funeral, Wayne has also had a busy week on TV. On Sunday, The Masked Singer returned for its third season, and sadly, the rapper was the first contestant eliminated after we found out he was, in fact, the robot with glowing eyes and great dance moves. And Robin Thicke, he's one of the panelists. Even he didn't guess correctly, and he's recorded five songs with Lil Wayne. Oh my God. (laughs) On the bright side, it looks like Lil Wayne will at least top all competition on the Billboard 200. As always, for the reveal of the Billboard 200's Top 10, check out Billboard.com this Sunday, and come back Monday, we'll reveal the Top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. That's all we've got for you this week. I'm Jordan Rowling. I'm Gary Trust. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.